You're listening to Real Paranormal Talk with Jeff Trelowitz, part of CKCC Radio. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Podbean. And now your host, Jeff Trelowitz. And thank you for tuning in to episode number 21 of Real Paranormal Talk here on CKCC Radio. As always, we are the home of all things spooky when it comes to CKCC Radio, and it's about that time, because it is now October. It is the perfect time for spookiness. Like I said, this is episode 21, and I've enjoyed the previous 20 episodes as well. I hope you have as well. However, this one's a little bit different. This is not going to be me talking about famous hauntings or my own experiences in the field. And while I loved doing that, I loved talking about the Bell Witch last week or Battle of Los Angeles or Island of the Dolls. All those are great episodes. But this is completely different because this week I am joined by a amazing guest. You may know him from Ghost Hunters or Ghost Nation. You may have seen him on Twitter. You may have even gone to one of his lectures. I know I have. I got a chance to sit down with Dustin Perry and interview him this past Friday. And so I will be bringing you this interview now. Uh, It's actually going to be a special two-part episode because it was just that much fun and I really enjoyed it. I hope that you enjoy it as well. I have met Mr. Perry twice, once in... uh, East Haven, Connecticut. I want to say that was about four years ago. Then I met him this past year as well, well, last year. So, uh, without any further ado, let me introduce you, if you don't know him already, to Mr. Dustin Perry. Alright, it is my honor to be joined today on this episode of Real Paranormal Talk by the one, the only, Dustin Perry. Thank you for joining me here today. Happy to be here, man. Alright, so let's get started with how are you and the family handling things in the pandemic? Is everyone doing all right? Yeah, thank you very much. Everyone's doing well. Um, little one had to adapt to school part-time. In person, part not. Didn't really care for it. She'd rather be there. Um, I work in healthcare. I never got a day off during this whole thing. So uh, it's been crazy. And then the paranormal stuff, I've adapted to doing everything via Zoom, conventions, lectures. So I'm making it work, man. How about yourself? You staying healthy? I'm staying healthy. I'm kind of in healthcare myself these days, so I've been working steady as well since the pandemic. So, yeah. you know, it, it's been kind of because I well, I do is I actually uh, help elderly get appointments to their doctor's offices using their insurance. So, so it's been I, I literally started the day that America shut down, basically. So, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's it, a lot of work, man. Yeah, I mean, I average about 70 calls a day. So, I'm glad to hear that everyone's doing well. Uh, Have you been, like, watching anything to, you know, keep yourself entertained? Have you been binge-watching anything? Um, Well, in the beginning I was. In the beginning I had a little more time, um, you know, before the lectures and stuff started up. So, I watched... um, I've watched Tiger King, which I think was like required viewing. So I watched, I watched Tiger King and then I always, and this was, I mean, it worked out nice for me. You know, I, I don't wish ill upon anybody and I feel horrible about all the things that are happening. Um, but I never had the time previously to watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> I watched the whole thing in like just a couple of weeks. I was up all night, like four in the morning, like drinking wine, like, like by myself. Enjoy the hell out of it, though. It was fantastic. I agree. I I watched the first two seasons, then I kind of stopped, 
and then I was like, okay, I enjoyed what I saw. Let me see what I, if it's still enjoyable. And it just kept getting better and better. And I'm not one of the people that will crap on the last season. Was the last season great? No. Could it have been a lot worse? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll be thankful for what they gave us. Yeah, you know, exactly. It would have been great, but they did okay. It, it was rushed because I think that they could have... If they had given two more episodes, I think it would have been better. But because yeah. they had said it at such a finite... I think it was like six episodes. They just yeah. had to cram everything that they could. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> All right. So everyone knows you from the paranormal world, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Do you remember what first piqued your interest in the paranormal? Yeah, for me, this started with uh, what we would now classify as a shadow figure. Um, so I saw that when I was, what, nine years old? It was in the doorway of my bedroom. It was one of the six-foot-tall ones. Um, and at the time, it just scared the heck out of me. I was a little kid. You know, I covered my head. I said my prayers. I never wanted to see this thing again. Uh, but I really kind of played in the seat in my head. I wanted to know more about it and about these things. So that's when I started reading books at the library. I started reading local folklore and doing the legends. That turned into uh, apparently a whole life of, of weird, creepy things. Ironically, mine was also a shadow figure. I, oh, yeah. yeah, and I was probably about the same age as you. And something, we had just moved into our house, and my parents were downstairs, and I was up in my room, and something spooked me. And it, it just something fell off the counter that shouldn't have. And I yeah. went running down the stairs, and in the middle of our living room was the couch. Behind the couch, I swear I saw just a little hand pop up with a creepy finger telling me, come here. <laughs> and I saw that and I'm like, nope. And I just ran out of the house. Yeah. Now, if I saw that today, I probably would go because, again, you know, I, I, the whole paranormal thing, I'm as curious as anyone else. But right. I was probably seven or eight so i just saw a mysterious hand telling me come here and i'm like don't know who it is goodbye <laughs> that's probably a good idea at the time yeah what do you think causes a haunting so i think it can be various things man you know as as commonly they're divided up with residual where we're just talking energy playing out so there's nothing really there the, the energy could be imprinted because something traumatic happened but it could also be something that was like really like a jubilant, like exciting thing that happened. Um, I think sometimes, you know, I personally, I'm never one to say that anyone's trapped anywhere. I think that the spirit world isn't that far away. And I think sometimes people visit. And I think that a loving God or goddess or however you want to see them would allow for people to visit. Um, so I think sometimes those things are happening, you know. Uh, so it can be a, a mix of different things, I think. All right, I mean... Makes total sense. We don't know what it is, but there's too much evidence to ignore at this point. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like every one of us has a soul. Every creature's got something in it that's living that life force. And then when our physical bodies uh, die, I think that goes elsewhere, you know? And I think some of us have the ability to interact maybe more than others. Some of us are more perceptive of them. Uh, but I, I definitely think that it is all around in one way or another. I, I agree. Now, I would say of all the different paranormal shows on TV, for me, the best has always been the original Ghost Hunters. I absolutely loved the fondness that everyone seemed to have. Who were some of your favorite people to actually investigate with? Uh, well, you know, I, I have great respect for all the ladies and gentlemen I worked with over the years, uh, for sure. Uh, Steve was the first one really to kind of take me under his wing. 
Um, I was new to, I used to be a camera operator for CBS and Fox News, and now all of a sudden I'm on the other side of the camera. So that was weird for me in the first place. Um, I was always a solo investigator, um, and now I'm working with a group and I'm being filmed, so I was kind of like weird with it. You know, it's, Steve really was nice enough to, to work with me and get me comfortable. Uh, Tango was always a good time, a great ball of laughs, Jane Grant. Uh, Chris Williams and I, I think, bonded really well. Um, I love Damian and Adam. Like, I, I really, I can't say anything, you know, um, one over the other. I'd say overall, over the years, uh, Barry Fitzgerald that I worked with on GHI, he and I had a really great spiritual connection, I think, that got good results. Uh, KJ and I, uh, the same thing. I love working with KJ. We used to have so much fun just joking around. Um, we meshed really well. And uh, Randy Green... I love the girl to death, but when we work together, it's like we never got good evidence. Uh, we had fun doing it, you know, so that was good. Uh, yeah, I, I will say, I always enjoyed the chemistry that you and Barry had. I, I, I would definitely love to, like, I can imagine picking his brain with all oh, yeah. the things that he's seen, so. Yeah, oh, he was great. He was great. Such a great guy, like a brother to me out there. Now, uh, you mentioned KJ. I noticed that you two always seem to be paired together more than any other. Did, yeah. Like, did you ever really get a chance to investigate with Jason one on one? Because I don't remember you guys ever doing anything on TV. You know, they used to keep uh, him and Grant together a lot for camera purposes. Um, we we all did kind of work with each other, just not all of it made air. Mm -hmm. And to take like one group and then the same person, like you take Jay's with Grant. Then the next thing is with Steve or with myself, it looks weird. So they didn't often get to use that kind of stuff. Uh, but we've done investigations off camera together too. So true. Uh, yeah. So there's that kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, a lot of times they worked with who they thought meshed well for for TV. You know. Uh, but KJ and I had such a great fondness like of each other. We're both dads, both enjoyed the same humor and stuff, and uh, we had a great time. I just would have loved to have seen just the different chemistry like i said maybe you and jason because you know we never got to see that so yeah yeah now your former ghost hunter colleague chris williams recently posted on twitter that she felt weird going into people's houses at night and investigating in the dark right. and i never really thought about it that way so i was wondering if you had any thoughts on that yeah i actually saw that tweet too and it was very odd and, and some investigators like to like just open up drawers and stuff and look at people's things <laughs> like unless there was a noise there there's no reason for me to like to go through someone's like you know underwear drawer like, yeah <laughs> um, I, I like doing personal homes because you're actually helping somebody that has a question or is disturbed by something or just wants to know something about their house and what happens there um, but I didn't care like I didn't want to go through people's personal effects and stuff you know and, and some people are weird and creepy and you're in their house and you're like wow I don't feel comfortable <laughs> at all you know uh, but, but most of them were very nice and it was fine for sure but it is easier to do like the museums and the castles where there's no you know personal things laying around yeah like when I saw that I was like I never really thought about that but I don't know that I could actually do that now that I think about it and I certainly wouldn't want strangers going through my house going so what kind of underwear do they wear let's see right. <laughs> when, I, when I do local cases uh, in New England my buddy Cody Desmond like he and I just do cases together uh, sometimes with uh, Satori um, uh, Satori Hawes and um, 
we do home cases, but like we don't go through anybody's things. You know, mm-hmm. you just investigate the room, just investigate the house. But uh, and I think that's that's the best way to do it. But I think for TV, they kind of liked the monkeying around and looking at, at nonsense. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can understand that. I mean, there are certain times, especially with Steve and Tango, some of the things that the two of them got into, and yeah, the, the exactly. different bets and the contests and. I mean, if two people were ever brothers, it's those two. Yeah, with with Steve being the older brother and Dave the younger one. Yeah, indeed. All right, now for me, and I, I was curious on this for you, is there anything better than disproving evidence? I, I think that, to me, is the, the best part, is when you sit there and try to debunk something and you're actually uh, successful. Yeah, I can understand how that's uh, the allure of that. It's exciting to get answers. Yeah, you know, um, especially when something is a long-held story, and to find out why it's happening, um, I've always enjoyed spirit interaction the most. Like, I like when something happens, and I'm like, "What? What was that?" But I like it the most when I know that I can I can prove that it wasn't something else. You know, when I know for sure this was a spiritual thing because nothing else here would have done that. Um, so that's good. But so yeah, I can definitely appreciate the the debunking, the recreation. Uh, because I think by doing that, it makes the things that really do happen be that much more spectacular and special. What is the creepiest EVP you have ever heard? Um, there's the one, I can't remember where I was. I want to say it was in New York. And there was, where we did an EVP session. It was like a group investigation. There was a bunch of us. And then when somebody played it back, there was like this maniacal laughter. <laughs> and we're like, nobody heard that, right? Like, you would have heard that. It was loud. And like, like it sounded like it was right in the microphone. And it was like this weird, creepy, loud laugh. And like, all you hear us doing is still just asking EVP questions like nothing happened, you know? So that was just odd, for sure. I want to say I was in New York somewhere. I can't remember where, but it was some event I did. Uh, my friend, because me and my friend always investigate this one cemetery, and every time we go, we get this. We always catch something. And the reason why we always go there is she caught an EVP clear as day, screaming "Get out!" like three times. And ever since then, we're like, okay, if we're gonna go, we're gonna go there. And it seems every time we go there, we get chased out by a bat the second the sun goes down. Yeah. So we always wind up going there about an hour and a half before the sun goes down just to get a feeling of the place. And then the minute that that sun goes down, it's happened in May, it's happened in September, it does not matter. That bat does not want us there at night. <laughs> and you yeah, you will see it in the air and then it just starts dive bombing and then we're like, nope, we're done. <laughs> Where has been some of your favorite places to investigate? Um, in the States, um, St. Augustine Lighthouse was my favorite that we ever did here. Just, there's nothing else quite like it. Um, Eastern State Penitentiary is a good time. Waverly Hills, amazing. Stanley Hotel. Uh, one of the ones that I think doesn't get enough um, um, accolades and respect was the uh, um, Crescent Park Hotel in Arkansas. Um, that's the one where Grant had uh, was working with Jay, and they had what looked like a soldier. Yep. Yep. And, it was the uh, the end of season one. Yep. I know exactly yeah, what I, it is. I really loved that hotel. I thought it was really cool. It was an interesting place. Uh, and then overseas, um, the Clark uh, Clark Air Base 
that was there. It was a hospital building that was there for the Vietnam veterans, uh, Vietnam soldiers uh, from America uh, at that time and uh, during the Vietnam War. Excuse me, the American soldiers during the Vietnam War were there. And uh, that was the only place I've ever been where everything that they said happened actually happened in the nights we were there. And so that's very rare. So that, that'll always be my favorite overall. I can imagine. Now, have you ever truly been scared in an investigation? I don't like um, pop-out scary things. Like, I won't go to... I really don't like, like, haunted house, like, attractions. I don't like horror movies. Um, I hate when I'm in an investigation and I have to walk down a long hallway with a bunch of open doors. Because <laughs> I feel like I have to go so slow because I have to stop and look at each one. Um, not so much for the paranormal scare of it, but, like... There could be people in these things. You know, we come across sometimes, like, unfortunate cases where there's homeless people living there and stuff, and sometimes they can be dangerous. Not, not all of them, obviously, but we've had knives and stuff brought out. And, wow. And, um, so, yeah, so I don't like that part of it. Um, when we start to hear a voice, you start to see an image come together, that's exciting. Uh, but when you're walking down a dark hallway and you don't know who's around you, that part I don't care for. I don't blame you one bit, because you never know what a stranger is thinking or is capable of. Yeah. So. Yeah. We did a case in, um, in Massachusetts. I don't know if it was Fall River or New Bedford now, but it was the fourth that we did. It was on the, one of the last two seasons of Ghost Hunters. And KJ and I, when we were downstairs in um, where they kept all the ammunition, you know, these tunnel areas, we heard voices, and we're like, those are real voices. That's like real people, not spirits. Mm-hmm. And what we found, in, and now keep in mind, you're in this area where there's, uh, I think it was a Millican, there, there's all these dark rooms, but yet in one of them, these two people, this guy and this woman, were under this hole, under a wall, and they, they were doing drugs and such, um, like IV drugs. And um, we had to call the police. The police had to come together to leave, and um, they like the game came back, so we had to call the police again. And then when they came back, the guy, they had to arrest him. He had a knife on him and everything else. Like, it, it could have been a very dangerous situation. Um, so, um, you know, it's uh, it's something you got to be aware of if you do this type of stuff. Like, make sure you're aware of places that you should be and that, you're, that um, you know, you're allowed to be. And look out for other people that may not, uh, you know, that are not supposed to be there. Yeah, and that's like, I'm always amazed by people who have no problem breaking into buildings that are supposed to be abandoned. They're like, oh, what's the worst that can happen? <laughs> you never want to ask that question. No, no. If nothing else, you can get arrested, but you could end up a lot worse. Yeah, so I, I would never, like, and that's why my friend and I always do the cemetery, because we know, okay, we know what's there. Yeah. So... Uh, with all the places that you have investigated, is there anything that's on your bucket list of places you'd actually like to go that you haven't yet? Um, when I was on GHI, I pitched a couple of times to go to the islands of Greece. I always thought the Greek Isles would have been cool to go to. There's a lot of caves and stuff. There's a lot of stories. There's biblical stories that tie in there. Um, I wanted to do that. Um, they never sent us because when you're working in a, in a cave like we did in France down in the catacombs, it all looks the same in the dark. You're just in front of a stone wall somewhere. You're yeah. in a hallway surrounded by stone walls, so it's not aesthetically pleasing. They don't care how it looks, so they don't send you. But I would love to go to Greece. I would love to check out the caves and stuff out there. That sounds like, yeah. I, like, I've been to the St. Augustine Lighthouse, never to do an investigation, but just even being there is an amazing... Because, yeah. again, I think of the episodes you guys have done there, and I'm just, like, so... 
blown away by the evidence that was caught there. That's great. And I actually had a pretty funny moment there. Um, you know how there's the bell that's on the ground right in front of it? Yeah. yeah. So I was there with another friend of mine, and it was, you know, during operating hours. So I said, you know, is there anyone here? Please give me a sign of your presence. And all of a sudden I heard the bell go off. And my eyes, like, bugged out. And my friend goes, don't get excited. A kid kicked it. I'm like, damn! <laughs> That's awesome. I also, because I, I picked up that bucket that's on the first stoop. Oh, yeah, to see what it was like to carry it upstairs. Yeah. And, and then I put it down, and as I was walking away, I heard it fall again. Just, oh, wow. just like it happened in, like they said in the episode, and yeah. I kept thinking, okay, maybe I didn't put it in in the niche, okay. but I'm yeah. just like it just sounded too much, like it dropped further than it should have, and I'm like, yeah. why? Like at that point, I didn't have any recording devices on me, so I'm like, now if I went, because I have that was before I had my own equipment, but yeah. if I go now, I'd, I'd have plenty of equipment to uh to do a mock investigation. Uh, how many times do you think you've actually been touched by something that you have not seen? Um, I'm going to say less than 10, which when you think of, I mean, just off the top of my head, not a heck of a lot, you know, with all the places that I've been, all the years I've been doing it, sometimes you feel a little something, but very, very few times, you know, um, probably only, I'd say at least, you know, three or four for sure, but, um, very, very rarely. I can count. I, I've only had it happen to me once, and again, it. I was my la, one of my old jobs. I worked on a World War II battleship, and it, yeah, and it, it was really cool because it was. It's one of the most decorated ships in the naval history. It's the U.S. It's the battleship New Jersey, and so okay. they had said that it was haunted. And my last day on the job was actually to bring a New Jersey group through, on a like to see if they could pick up anything. So we were in the captain's quarters, and it was probably like 11 or 12 o'clock at night. We are the only ones on the ship, and we're doing an EVP session. And so we did, you know, if anyone's here, give us a sign. Clear as day, I felt a tap on my left shoulder, and there was nobody on my left side. So unless the guy who was next to me on my right just went, yeah. which I don't think somebody would have, you know, faked their own evidence. So I automatically just went, I got touched. Because <laughs> I didn't know how to react, because that was the first time something like that had ever happened to me. Yeah, that's cool, man. And that's going to wrap up part one of my interview with Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters. Join us in two weeks when part two will be uh, released. Now, this is not going to end all the spookiness here on CKCC Radio, because next week... I've got not one, but two appearances, because I will be doing a very special Ranking Tracks, where I'm going to break uh, my normal format of ranking an album, and I'm actually just going to talk about some of my all-time favorite Halloween music. Uh, again, it's not necessarily going to be ranking them this time, but I'm going to tell you some of my favorite Halloween music. I think that's going to be fun. And as if that's not enough, I will also be guest appearing, having a guest appearance on the number one show here on CKCC Radio. I will be appearing on The Nerd Table on Monday of next week to talk about uh, paranormal stuff in pop culture. 
So I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about music. We'll talk some movies. We'll talk my own ghost hunting experiences. So check that out as well. And while you're at it, check out the other great shows here on CKCC Radio. In the meantime, again, I hope you enjoyed part one of my interview with Dustin Perry. And I want to thank you for listening. I will see you next week on Ranking Tracks and the Nerd Table. Have a good one, everybody.